0: We'll Welcome to the Church Safety Guys broadcast with hosts James McCarvey, Paul Buckner, and Mike Scully. Together, they make up the Church Safety Guys, their mission to equip, train, and disciple church safety teams. Join us for the next hour as we talk about all things church safety and security. Don't forget to like our Facebook page, join one of our church safety and security communities online, and share this broadcast with your church.
1: Well, good evening and welcome to the Sunday night evening broadcast of the Church Safety Guys. I am James and I am joined by my my cohort cohort and friend partner in crime, Mike Scully. Yes.
2: Hey How are you, James?
1: I am doing good, I think. Uh there you go. everything's running. The internet hasn't crashed. We're having a good night. So Yes. Don't jinx it. That's all yeah, I probably just did. So if uh, if you're joined, if you joined with us on Facebook, feel free to uh, jot down and uh, and write what church you're with and where you're listening from. And then if you happen to follow us on, at a later time on YouTube or one of our, our podcasts, uh, feel free to like and subscribe on that uh, or click on that button on the lower right hand corner. And, uh, and that helps us out and, and sends you updates as well. Uh, as always, you can always visit our website at churchsafetyguys.com and uh, check out our resources on that page. And uh, so this evening, we got a, a, a couple of fun things I want to mention real quick. So uh, for those of you that are interested, um, I know... Usually every year I try and get my team. As always, um, you can always visit our website at church dot some something of um, a gift for the end of the year for serving. And I know a few folks have have connected with us and contacted us about uh, getting copies of the devotional. Um, if you have an interest in in picking up some devotionals, or uh, or even making a donation for devotionals, we're still actually giving those away uh, to different police agencies around the U.S. Uh, feel free to visit our website, and uh, if you're interested in in bulk purchases, we can certainly help you out with that. Um, they make a great uh, great Christmas present. I have have my favorite one here, so you know. <laughs> Do a do a shameless plug. So the other cool thing, and we haven't, uh, I haven't mentioned this yet. Um, so this is the first. So you guys are hearing it before everybody else. But um, I am actually working on uh, a new book, and that is coming out shortly. Um, right now, it's it's kind of at the moment we're trying to get formatting done, and and we're trying to get all of the ducks in the row and um some of the some of the ducks aren't cooperating
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> <It's long> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah um but the the cool thing is this this book that's coming out is called a case for church safety and security and one of the the major things that uh, i think that i've been asked over the years uh from different churches around the u.s has been um what can i do what can i tell my leadership to encourage them to have a a church safety team or understand and realize the the importance of a church safety team. And so um, this book is actually a combination. uh, It's about the same size as as the uh, book To Protect and Serve, uh, but this is actually uh, a book that goes through the Old Testament and New Testament and actually chronologically uh, records verses and uh, situations uh, in some cases, going back to the, the original Hebrew and Greek, where God um, used in his word, used the idea of watchmen or, or uh, security and, uh, and that sort of thing. And so there's, there's a little bit of everything for everyone. It's, it's going to be a great book that, you know, you can give your leadership and say, hey, you know what? I've been talking to you about a church safety team. Here's some good points. Um, and then it's also written from from the aspect of, you know if you are a, a church and you're like, okay, so what do I do next? there's some there's some guidelines there to say, okay, this is a real simple, real easy way to to biblically support this this ministry and get moving. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, the reviews, I still have a few uh, few folks reviewing it. I sent it out to, Uh, I think three or four pastors to try and get their input on it as well. And um, all of the, all of the feedback that we've gotten back from it has been astounding. Um, And I say astounding, not because that's surprising, but just because um, the feedback that I've received on it was it's the best, it's the best one yet. Like you guys saved from folks that have reviewed our others. They've said, you know, you guys saved the, the, the best for
2: last. Um, I think this is a bit different though, too. We're moving in a different vein and you're going in a different direction and the Lord called you to, to write it from a different perspective than say uh, the ones previously. So, um, I can believe that it's, that it's better because it's, it's totally charting a new course.
1: Well, it is. And, you know, it was cool for me. It was fun because I, when I did the research for it, I went back and, uh, without trying to get overly, um, I don't know. Overly educational. I went back and I, I had the opportunity to research, you know, the Greek and Hebrew, and and learned a lot myself. Coming out of it and saying, you know, this is this is definitely a ministry that um, churches need to be supporting and uh, and certainly doing today. So I think uh, I think it'll it'll be a good one, but we're still working on the release date, so this is the first time I've, I've brought it up, but just to kind of throw it out there and let, let you all know, um, that's that's something we're working on. So, um, other than that, tonight's topic, we're going to uh, talk with uh, John Riley, and he's with uh, <clears throat> Gentle Response. I'm sorry, my I'm starting to cough. I'm going to bring him in, and then I'm going to grab a thing of water because I'm choking here so <laughs> hey, <Yeah. John.
3: laughs> hey guys. hello everybody. Yeah, thanks. thanks. It's good to be back.
1: Yeah, be yeah back. We always love having you on the on the broadcast for sure.
3: Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Crazy times are in. indeed and, and uh, you know talking about dley, I'll get right into it. you know um, yeah. you guys asked me to consider being on the show to talk about um, you know, de- de-escalating the holidays and all that. Um, I was definitely happy to do that. And on top of the normal stresses and all that that are going on in a lot of families, uh, you've got everything else that has been going on with the elections and so on and COVID also. So there's some additional, um, stresses. Now in the years that I was a police officer, <clears throat> it didn't take me long to notice that there was always an uptick in, uh, domestic violence calls and so on around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, Really, really unfortunate. So, over the last week, I, I, I went through my, my memory banks trying to come up, uh, just think about some things that I would share and pass on uh, to people to try to mitigate and minimize uh, conflict. And um, after thinking about it, I got nothing. So, good night. And good luck, folks. No, I'm. <laughs> all right. Just had to throw that in there. Okay. I I, uh, I spent a lot of time uh, uh, look remembering some things, and I'll share one story. Uh, I don't remember if it actually happened around one of the holiday seasons, but it can it, it really shows uh, what can happen in a dysfunctional family. Uh, late one night, uh, Grand Rapids Fire responded to a house fire. It wasn't a big fire, or anything, just uh, uh, something small. And, you know, I heard it go over the radio. They respond. And after a while, I'm hearing them call for police backup. And I'm thinking, shoot, I, something's going on. And then moments later, dispatch is sending me. And I'm thinking, wow, okay, so, you know, this is different. They don't normally ask for police backup. So I, I'm putting down my coffee cup. I got to brush the, 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 the crumbs off my <laughs> uniform. I head on over there. Long story short, what happened was when, when fire got there, they determined that uh, a lady in the house, uh, a grandmother, but she, at the, she was in her mid-50s, mid to late, uh, late 50s, the grandmother had gotten into an argument with her daughter and her granddaughter. As the daughter and granddaughter were asleep, the grandmother went downstairs in the living room underneath their room, and piled up furniture and all this kindling and set a fire. She was going to try to burn down the house with her daughter and granddaughter in the house. Mm-hmm. And that story or that incident just 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 sticks with me. And um, I guess I just want to remind everyone that unfortunately we live in a fallen world, and I've seen it. And and unfortunately. Um, at a time, the holiday seasons, when it should be a time of family and fellowship and reconnecting and recharging and love and all that. Uh, unfortunately, there, there can be a lot of sparks and problems and so on, um, just generational curses and just the cycle of dysfunction. And it is possible for people to break away. Um, it's, it can be challenging, but, but like one of my closest friends on the department came from a very dysfunctional um, drug and alcohol abusive uh, background. He made a choice for himself when he was younger to go a different route and put himself through college. And now he's a police officer, 20, 20 some years in. And some people are able to break away from their family. Uh, and unfortunately, sometimes they have to have no contact with 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 their family because of dysfunction uh, or whatever. Others like my friend are able to still have contact with their family. Uh, but is able to maintain healthy boundaries. Uh-huh. And it's not always easy, uh, but it can be done. Uh, and once again, I, I want to I remind everyone that there's no guarantees. There's no magic pill. There's no magic word or phrase uh, or something that you can say or do that would just deescalate uh, people. Um, it, it's, it's not that easy. So I sat down and, and um, as, I, as I thought about the hundreds of family situations that I, that I responded to over the years as a police officer and then even thought about some of the situations that I'm aware of uh, among family, uh, excuse me, among friends of mine at church, um, I kind of came up with a, a decision making flowchart, if you will. Uh, Because there were many times that I responded to a a scene and a scenario and a situation and immediately I was struck with, if one of these people had not bothered showing up at this family gathering, wouldn't be here today. Uh And so really the very first question I have on this flowchart, and I call this the gentle response family holiday season flowchart of risk assessment decision making points. (laughs) Say that, a, Say that three times that three times real,
1: right? Is there an acronym for that? Because <laughs> I haven't
3: come <laughs> up with one yet. The Family Holiday Season Flowchart of Risk Assessment Decision Making Points. Anyway, the very first question you got to ask yourself Do you really have to go? Do you really have to go to this family gathering? Yes, I understand there's some times that you do have to go. Maybe it's uh, Grandma Betty's very last one. I get it. Um, however, assuming you're not the black sheep of the family and the troublemaker and you're sitting back and you're trying to maintain healthy boundaries, uh, for yourself, your spouse, children, and so on. You got to ask yourself, do I really have to go to this family gathering? Maybe I can go the day before or the day after, but that's something, you know, everything is situation dependent. These are just general questions and thoughts that came to me as I was kind of preparing for tonight. Um, I mean, after all, if you can avoid conflict,
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, you win, right? I mean, there's there's no stress, no drama, no no ripple effect, no problem. Um,
1: well, to that yeah. to that point, I just want to jump in real quick. Yeah. Um, one of the things I know with churches that we see a lot is, and I'm sure you you guys both see this at your church, is the um, <clears throat> from Thanksgiving to Christmas, it's always challenging because you have the families that are separate, you know, that have separated or divorced and then mm-hmm. new families that have merged in that dynamic and and that sort of thing. But one of the things that I, I've seen a lot of is juggling of two Christmases, two Thanksgivings, you know, two two separate holidays, because in, in a lot of times, you know, I've I've joked around about that with with people. Oh, you get to have Christmas two or three times because mm-hmm. you've got to go. But when you, when you talk about the dynamics, um, in some cases, that's really, that's really the best, um, you know, to split, to split things up. And from a church perspective, um, I know a lot of times, like, we'll do a church, a special church service, and a lot of churches out there might do, like, a Christmas Eve service or that sort of thing. So um, from that standpoint, just being alert and just being aware of... The, the the culture of those attending, the environment, um, everything that's happening. Um, because a lot of times I've, we've seen families like in my church that are like, oh, let's meet at such and such church. You know, they go to church once a year. They're like, hey, you know, let's meet at this church because uh, we'll get a quick service and then we'll all be there. And all of a sudden, you know, you have two sides of the family that never, you know, never gets along 364 days a year, but we're putting them in a sanctuary, um, (laughs) you know, and and that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. And so I think, um, you know, one of the things, and and again, that kind of goes back to, you know, maybe we can split that up. You know, do you really need to go with that family or maybe just make a choice and say, hey, we're going to go to two services. I'll go to this service and that service to make everybody happy. Um, Because making everyone happy in, in, you know, when we're talking about holidays uh, is less stressful um, amongst, you know, everything else that's, that's going on so
3: that's that's actually a really good point uh, for the church security teams and ushers and greeters also to be very well aware that you could have uh you know a spillover uh, from home to the parking lot to the nursery daycare or just in the lobby there before between services there unfortunately there is going to be somebody um, if this balancing act isn't handled very carefully somebody on on one of the families is going to feel offended and they're going to yeah. let that and they're going to let that eat at them. Um, at some point, though, you got to recognize you're the adult now. And yes, I want to see my mom and dad, but it's also right to spend time with your in-laws too, in some way. And mm-hmm. um, maybe you know, it's it's time for you and your wife and your kids that, that to develop your own memories and your own traditions too. And I mm-hmm. get it. I've seen a lot of situations go sideways because. Um, parents continue to try to be very controlling, manip- 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 manipulative, that uh, <laughs> with their adult children, and and mm-hmm. you know it's just part of that dysfunction. Um, go ahead.
1: Well, Mike, you were gonna. You were well, gonna there's
3: a couple. Away. I think uh, to piggyback on some of this stuff.
2: Of course, I think the season that we're talking about, we're about to enter. You're right. We're we're at the point of potentially the straw that broke the camel's back. And that straw could occur in our churches. And so while we want to obviously be better equipped to prepare to face perhaps family members, face those stressors, we've got to understand that it obviously could occur in our church as well. And I think one of the the things that I'd like to bring into the home view, as well as what I try to do going into Sunday, is before I literally suit up, if you will, before I put that radio on, before I grab my EDC and everything else, I try to visualize a positive result of our day. try to say, okay, what does a great day look like? What does an effective result of our Sunday look like? And it's an incident-free Sunday. So if we can do the same thing going into a Christmas, one, two, three, or four, okay, or more, depending on what that situation is, and first start by visualizing it as a positive, not setting yourself up as a negative, walking through the door, because then you'll seek... You'll seek your own confirmation bias of, see, I knew that was going to happen, and immediately set yourself off if you don't start with thinking it's going to be positive. So I think
3: that's the first thing, is start with a positive mindset. Absolutely. Actually, that's one of the biggest points I make uh, towards the end of my lecture presentations and my training seminars, is make sure you have a very positive uh, mindset because that will help you develop the confidence to handle a situation if you do find yourself in a situation. You had to have already uh, wargamed in your head and visualize a very positive outcome with, of, of handling different situations. Um, for people who, who have to go to these family gatherings, whether at church or at home and all that, and there's a, a family member that they just don't get along with and mm-hmm. so on. Uh, ask yourself, you know, one of the other uh, self uh, self assessment things is is are you able to avoid contact with the other person without coming across like a melodramatic drama queen yourself, you know, because you're sure. in a corner sulking, Trump, because you don't get along with your cousin Bobby, and and you're just going to sulk in the corner there with your arms crossed, you know, you can inadvertently escalate and and create that everyone will feel your vibes and so don't, you know, part don't make it about you in other there words you go, exactly. don't make it about you right but I, I we, we probably all think of someone <laughs> uh <laughs> we know someone who uh just has to make it about them and their feelings and all that and and all of a sudden everyone could potentially get sucked into it um, so that's actually one of those other questions. Do you have to go to this family gathering? If you do, can you mitigate contact with this person? But you got to be careful about how you avoid that contact. And then if if um, you are there and all that, remember, you don't have to stay the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, this goes back to maybe, okay, hey, mom, dad, um, I'm, I'm glad we had this time, but I, now i to go visit the in-laws, just you know, just trying to be fair. And, and so you already have a built in out, per se, so that, you know, you know, that if you stay too long, Uncle George is going to start getting inappropriate because he's had one too many uh, eggnogs or whatever. Um, uh, What, you know, whatever the dynamics in the situation is. So really, you know, do you have to go? And if you do have to go, can you avoid the other person without looking like a jerk yourself? Um, and, and if you're able to do all that, just remember, you don't have to stay the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, if you couldn't, uh, go another time, uh, that's, you know, you can just, just come up with a way to leave. And this is where actually, where I think it'd be very effective if spouses and even older children, old enough, learn how to work together, um, at some point you or your wife can come up and say hey you know it's time to go um for whatever reason before things start getting kind of going sideways and and just work uh work together as a team um a lot of people forget that children are very very aware uh, uh of what's going on around them they're very well aware of of issues and dysfunction and so on and because I've i've talked to adult friends of mine who tell me and share stories of when they were teens and stuff like that of recognizing uh, and being uncomfortable at, at different family gatherings because of a cousin or a grandma or an aunt or whatever. Um, kids are very, very well aware of that. And so you have a responsibility to keep their mental welfare and spiritual welfare intact and healthy also. Mm-hmm. If, you let you, if you let yourself stay in a dysfunctional situation and it starts to go sideways, you're, you know, you're exposing your kids to all this and you can teach them healthy boundaries and all that by just letting, and they're very well aware who the problem people are, I'm sure. Assuming again, you're not the problem <laughs> and it, and it's someone well, else, you know, so. <laughs>
1: what's You know, one of the things, things that you mentioned, you know, um, for, for, for crazy situations, you know, always have an out. And, right. you know, the, the idea of thinking in advance and saying, okay, we're going to use this code word um, right to minimize, okay, you know what, we need to move on. Or maybe like you said, plan from, from a home perspective, plan something back to back. If you know, it's not going to be a great situation, but you feel like you have to do it, then, then plan something else behind it, even if it's just a regular family activity. So then you can say, look, you know what, we, we just, we've got something else going on. Um, you know, we've got to head to this, uh, this other event with our family, but, you know, and again, you're not making stuff up. You legitimately have that, but it's also, you're, you're a little bit more in control of the time in the, um, the situation. And I think what's interesting is one of the things that, um, um, excuse me, one of the things that we, I've always found interesting is the idea of, um, actually planning what you talk about and kind of throw that out there. And one of the, one of the things that I think we could all probably agree on that's healthy not to talk about right now is politics, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, politics or, or religion. And what I find interesting is, you know, and, and I, am not sure, I think I've shared this with Mike before, but um. You know what's what I find funny is in my family, um, you know. Actually, my in my wife's family, when we get together for Christmas or Thanksgiving, uh, we have a uh, a Mormon family, a Catholic family, an agnostic family, um, a missionary Christian missionary family, and um, a, a a biblical professor retired from Biola. Okay. And approaches <laughs> in a pear tree. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> it's the start of a good joke, I think, somewhere. But um, you know, and my in-laws who are are believers, but you know, they're they do their thing. Um, and what's interesting to me is, you know, one of the, the the two topics that we've we've never had to set boundaries, but we've always respected each other and said You know, regardless, when we get together, it's family and the two things that we don't talk about are uh, religion and politics. And, you know, some of you might, you know, if you're listening or watching this at a later time, you might be like, well, I want to witness to those folks. Well, you know what? In that particular situation, there's a time and there's a place for everything. And, you know, with that, um, I've had more meaningful conversations with the families that... I don't agree with fundamentally because they've respected me and because we've established that respect of knowing hey we're not going to talk about this and if we do talk about it at a later time it's a casual conversation like um our, my folks my friends that or my relatives that are are mormon you know they'll come up to me and they'll say hey how's your church ministry going and it's like well i appreciate you taking you know, taking notice and taking interest. And we have discussion about churches. It's not, you know, it, it's not so polarizing that conversation that it's not pleasant. It's they understand that it's important to me as I do them. And and we're respecting each other without trying to cause, um, you know, without trying to cause any major disagreement. So, um, definitely pick and choose your topics. I'm going to th- throw it over to Mike because he had some stuff, and then when Mike, when you wrap up, we're going to uh, we'll jump to our our quick break. So
2: sure. go ahead. Well, I, I think what you said right there, James, is that up front you're determining that hey, here's here's some boundaries. So I think John spoke of boundaries earlier, but I think you're also asking for what you want up front. You're mm-hmm. you're establishing a basis of understanding up front that reduces the chance of the ambiguity, if you will. Or should I have gone there or should I not? No, you're drawing a clear boundary. You're setting that guardrail. So I think that's important. You're also being very specific. You're basically saying, no, we're not going to talk about this or this. And I think by being specific, you're you're allowing um, a better understanding again up front, which is important. So I think, I think that's really key, not only in the family's perspective, but also obviously at church, is let's be specific with our teams of what we're expecting as leaders. Let's be specific if we're encountering a person that we're trying to have a conversation with. Let's make sure we're specific. Have that conversation, acknowledge, listen, etc., and and make sure that we're engaging and not just trying to rush out the room because as much as I think it's great setting a timetable to, hey, I got to move on. I got to run to the next house or whatever. That, that's fine. But then live intentionally in the moment. Don't be watching your mm-hmm. watch for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And because that watching your watch could be the escalator that somebody mm-hmm. else sets them off the edge. Oh, you're always just trying to leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Just fine if you have to leave, but try mm-hmm. not to be yourself uh, as a trigger.
1: Absolutely. 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 All right. Well, thanks for, for hanging out with us. We're going to take a quick break, a uh, quick sponsor break, and then we'll be right back with you guys. So stick with us. If you have any questions or any comments that you'd like us to address, as always, feel free to go ahead and throw that in the comment section and uh, and we will be right back. So hang tight.
3: With over 50 years of experience with religious and nonprofit organizations, Thomas Alexander Insurance and Associates understands that your congregation is different from a traditional business. We're here to fulfill your needs, coming to you while creating a personal plan for your budget and size. From your local community to around the globe, we are advocates for you. Thomas Alexander Insurance and Associates, your partner in service.
0: The Church Safety Guys is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping equip, train, and disciple church safety and security teams. We're about all things church safety and security, which starts with a ministry mindset and a servant's heart. We are protectors, guardians, ambassadors, and shepherds. We help church and place of worship safety and security teams all over the United States through our broadcasts, online communities, conferences, trainings, resources, and products. Help us reach more churches in impactful ways by considering becoming a monthly ministry partner. $2, $5, $20 a month will help us continue to provide these resources.
1: So, Good evening and, uh, and welcome back to the Sunday night evening broadcast of the church safety guys. And, uh, if you are listening to this at a, a later time, go ahead and, uh, and click the like and subscribe button on the lower right hand corner and, uh, be sure to share this broadcast with your church and for more information you can always visit our website at churchsafetyguys.com so tonight we're talking about uh, de-escalating the holidays and we have uh, john lee o'reilly with general response uh, and general response has been a great um, great side retirement (laughs) for him and uh we always love having john on the show uh and and honestly it's it's always great talking to you because the the practicality of you know you you've been in law enforcement for so long and you can see people at their worst and at at their best Mm -hmm. and being able to take some of that that wisdom and and uh you know, kind of transform it into something useful is always is always pretty cool. So,
3: yeah, I was going to say that's that's totally a God thing because I was well on my way (laughs) to do something else. But here I am,
1: Yeah, man of man of many talents. (laughs) So if you're if you're just joining us tonight, um, we would love to have you go ahead and list what church you're from. And you can do that in the comments and where you're listening. And, uh, and then if you have any questions for us as we go through the, the last half hour of the broadcast, feel free to post those as well and we'll, we'll do our best to get to them. Um, <clears throat> so we were just talking about uh, boundaries and kind of setting up, you know, your, your expectations for the evening. And, uh, and, you know, Mike, you were mentioning before you were talking about boundaries and, and live in the moment. And I think that's important. Um, For the sake of, you know, if we're always so focused on the next thing, then we can't really enjoy, you know, or find some enjoyment in that time and what's, you know, what's physically happening now. And, you know, I know several situations where um, we've, we've rushed through because of frustrating things going on and dynamics with the family. And then after the fact... You know something happens in 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 some cases that i've heard you know individuals haven't had the opportunity to go back and connect with that person so you know an in, in individual that may be frail health or something like that that you want to see because it is the last time um or could potentially be the last time you know in that in that individual honestly they're going to know if you're if you're rushing it if you're trying to just say okay i'm out of here in 10 minutes i gotta go um, you know, that's not valuing really valuing their time or helping the situation. So, but, uh, it can definitely, it it can definitely get frustrating. I know sometimes, um, my family, half of my family lives in California and the other, um, the other half of my family lives in New England. So, you know, and I live in Ohio. <laughs> so trust me, in the in the twenty years of my wife and I being married, we've had discussions about who we're visiting over what holiday <laughs> quite liberally. So.
3: You know, I I, uh, reference uh, setting boundaries and so on. And when you have to leave, you've got to remember everyone want to be treated with dignity and respect. And so when you leave, you've you've got to still honor your parents, your grandparents and so on. And so you're going to have to use some tact. Uh, and, and some de-escalation skills, your tone of voice and the words you use, you don't just go up there and go, well, you know what, I'm out of here because I'm tired of listening to uh, cousin Bobby or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a, you know what, uh, we've got something else going on and, and this is, comes into that pre-planning um, that we talked about having you and your spouse and, and if the kids are old enough, just, just understand that we're going to stay for a little while, um, but then we're going to go and, and visit other friends and family or whatever. Um, But yeah, you're going to have to use tact. Otherwise you're the one who's saying or doing something that could absolutely escalate the situation. And after you leave the trail you leave behind are all these hurt, offended feelings uh, of, of, you know, the family, just, Mm -hmm. you know, again, it kind of goes back to you being melodramatic and making it all about you, um, looking at your watch and then finally, well, you know what? I'm out of here. Merry Christmas, everyone, or or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you're going to have to use tact Sure. But so you could set up this.
2: You could have this holiday go south, and now what you've done is you think you're saving yourself by by pulling the ripcord. But what you've just done is set up next year's holiday to be worse. Yeah. So understand yeah. setting yeah. the setting that entering and leaving is important. You got to enter on a good note and leave on a good note. You may have a right. reason to leave, and you and that leaving may be avoiding it escalating, and that's fine but do it in in a, in a still semi-positive way as best as you can. And
3: that's, that's absolutely key. Exactly. Right. Uh, try to have a big picture all the time because you are going to see your family members again. And, and, oh, this is what I wanted to touch upon a while ago. You made the comment that sometimes people, uh, have this desire and, 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 uh, you know, I want to witness to these people. That's actually a subject matter that I talk about a lot with, with the guys at my men's breakfast group and so on. Um, witnessing does not necessarily mean you have to be quoting scripture or, berate, or berating anyone no, about absolutely. how they're living a, living a sinful life. We most effectively witness a people by simply living it. There are so, even for myself when I was growing up, Um, I I can tell you, I immediately just start to shut down. If someone out of the blue, God bless them for being bold, but anyone right out of the blue, just, Hey, do you know Jesus? I'm that doesn't resonate with me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've, I've got, I just know so many people who've shared with me also that, uh, what resonated with them the most that finally led them to. Break down and come to God was just watching someone else, just observing them, and so.
1: Well, and I was just going to say that's you know that's relational evangelism. mm -hmm. It's you know building in a sense, it's building a relationship with that person beforehand, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you know we we dismiss the opportunity I think to build a relationship with our family because we think, okay, we, we grew up with them. We've been around them for so many years. They know us, nothing's going to change. Um, but you know, I, have I've been to my share of holidays on both sides of my family that I just walked away with, with a migraine after. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm not the, I don't think I'm the black sheep in my family, <laughs> <laughs> right. but, um, at the same time it's like you know it it can be very frustrating so i i don't want to i don't want it to sound discouraging for someone that's like well i'm i'm just going to skip it today because or this year because i don't want to to deal with that it can be a very encouraging time and you know and building a relationship with someone um is is a great way to 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 do that but the the reality is you know if you if you fail to plan then what what's going to happen you know you're going to fail so going into it at least with a little bit of preparation and and foresight to say you know what this is how i want this to go down and regardless of what um you know uncle so-and-so says after the the third third beverage you know <laughs> i'm i'm gonna come out of this with a positive attitude and you know we'll just realize that he's just being a, a a dope and you know, and kind of go from there. Um, one of the things I did want to mention is what we've seen uh, and and certainly uh, churches can can relate to this is because churches are more because we have more people that come to church over the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter, um, that don't typically go to a church, Um, one of the things that we've had happen with us is we've had issues and situations where relatives tried relatives that didn't have even legal connections to the family came to the church and tried to get into our children's department to leave gifts and, you know, and do different things like that to, to the grandkids. And, you know, we've had two, two different situations uh, more recently in our our church's history where an individual tried to get in and and thankfully, you know, our processes and teams were in place and they did not, but that individual had no business, you know, and the parents were like, look, you know, you're doing your thing. I don't want the gift. We're, you know, we've got a restraining order. Uh, And this individual came to the church because they knew that the family came and they were like, well, we just want to drop off this present. Here's a present for the child. And, um, that's pretty, to me, that's pretty gutsy, but the fact that somebody can do that just indicates that from, from a church perspective, um, and a church safety perspective, we, we just need to be paying that much more attention to what's going on and realize that, you know, there's, there's more people that we don't know that are going to come. And there's more people that, um, have, that that spillover of family drama, you know that 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 happens with.
3: I want to I want to uh, remind and encourage people, uh, security, ushers, greeters, and the volunteers and nursery and all that. Uh, don't be so quick to immediately shut off or shut out or disregard someone who may be trying to make amends with that other family member by coming in. And leaving a gift for the grandkids or something i, I mean obviously there's so many different dynamics but I, what i don't sure. want people to do is just lock themselves into a course of action which really is probably could be detrimental to some folks who are really trying to make an honest effort yeah i'm not supposed to be here but i i just want to leave a christmas gift you know sure and, and, and yeah and that's uh, i mean it,
1: yeah. it's really the you know at that point obviously it's the families the family's choice, how they want to, you know, go down that road and handle, you know, handle the situation. But uh, I'm not, and and again, yeah, I'm not, I'm not opposed to someone, you know, I've seen as many disruptions due to drama happen and something like that. I've seen the church build bridges with families where they were like, Hey, let's, you know what, if you want to, if you want to meet with me, I'm not going to have you come to my house but I'll have you come to this church service and then we'll talk after the church service at the church. And then we can both go our separate ways. And, you know, whether that's, yeah, (laughs) Mike, (laughs) I mean, that's, that's in and of itself, but I've still seen God work in that situation through the message where it's been like, you know, those, those individuals were able to restore the relationship and then move on because that they handled that that way. I'm not saying, do all your meetings at the church and right. bring all your drama to the church for sure.
3: <laughs> well, I, I I said that, uh, I said what I did because I'm aware of some people in some churches that I've worked with who who seem to feel like they have to take on the role of law enforcement when they have someone come on to the, the church property who may or may not be in violation of a restraining order or whatever. And, and it's exactly what you just said. It's up to the family to pursue or do whatever they want to do. But you as a representative of the church, keep the peace and be a, and, and, and be a light in the dark area and be and be um, uh, welcoming and so on. You know, just don't immediately start start doing or saying something that could that could. Just make the church look bad. You look bad, or or be detrimental to what these folks are trying to do. It's not your job. You're a civilian volunteer trying to help sure. out the church, and if possible or necessary, you're supposed to deescalate a situation. Um,
1: one what? of the one of the things to to your point, John. One of the things that that we've done in the past is if a family does have a meeting or a situation like that, or maybe someone comes in and and the conversation's tense. You know, a lot of times what we'll do is somebody somebody that knows the family knows that situation that is on the safety team will kind of take a loop by and just say, Hey, is everything going all right? Are you guys doing okay? And oh yeah, it is okay. And then they'll keep walking. And you That's know, if you know, if and it gives them their privacy and time, but it also kind of lets everybody know, hey, there's some other folks watching too. And a lot of times those, you know, we've had situations where that the church member who was in that discussion, you know, looked up because it, the conversation was getting crazy and the safety person was able to come back over and say, okay, let's, you know, let's, you know, deescalate this and everybody, you know, everybody step back, mm-hmm. everybody take a deep yep, breath.
2: Yep. 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 <laughs>
1: and so Mike, I think
2: we could tie that back into the home situation at the holidays in that not just having the code word to get out or, or whatever, but to understand who the other triggers are. If you're at the in-laws and you know, okay, this person tends to be the trigger for your wife. Well then try to help them avoid that situation. Try to avoid the tag teaming that occurs. Well, when those two get together, they tend to up the ante. Well, avoid that. Help put yourself between those situations, just like you would in church. To avoid it from escalating, you can prevent it from even happening. So I think that's I think we can take tactics that we have and we use in our, our churches and bring them into the environments of home. Not to not to be super tactical, but in the sense that we got to understand that we can diffuse by just deflecting,
3: distracting or being between the situations. And that's critical because uh, flare-ups and, and moments of tension are bound to happen in, in these families. And what's happened, it kind of goes back to my observations in the first place that good people end up doing and saying things they don't realize actually escalate the situation. Because as there's some tension between these two people, grandma might suddenly just, you know, I am sick of this and then she's getting <laughs> loud. And now you see what I'm saying? And now all of a sudden it really sparks things going. And so it really goes back to, if you see uh, a developing uh, stressful situation, all that, exactly right. Making sure you have the right body language and tone of voice and so on uh, to, be, to, to, to create a distraction and try to start diffusing it. Um, but avoid raising your own voice and saying, hey, you know what? You know that this happens every time you guys get together because now you're accusatory, antagonistic, confrontational. So, Mike, you're absolutely right. There's going to be some tension from time to time. You're doing the best you can, but uh, if and when uh, you start seeing something uh, between your wife or the kids, because maybe the kids don't get along with their cousins, um, some type of distraction in in a calm, soothing tone of voice, hey, why don't you, uh, you know, junior, come on over here and uh, check this out or whatever, you know, just, just create that separation and all that. So people can kind of, um, back away from each other and take a deep breath, Yeah, because otherwise someone is going to liable get, you know, they're already frustrated because they already sense the tension and then they end up with an outburst and then it really goes sideways.
2: So I want to take it up a notch for a second there, John, and and Mm -hmm. say, okay, we, we've talked about diffusing and we've talked about deflecting and some of these smaller things and trying to avoid the flare ups. Let's fast forward. OK, let's say it's already started to ratchet up a little bit and it's starting to get out of control. And let's get to a point of what can people do to avoid the nine one one call? In other words, you don't want it to go to that boiling point. And then it, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm saying if it gets there, it gets there. and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Safe. but a lot of times I think you don't you don't want the police showing up to Christmas dinner, okay?
3: Believe might, me, we did not want to be showing up to this stuff either.
2: <laughs> so I, I guess,
3: what would you say when, it, when it's reaching close to that boiling point and you don't want it to boil over? Right. Well, you know, it depends on your role in that situation. If it's a situation between your wife and her cousins and you're observing this, well, this is where you need to try to create that distraction and that separation. If it's between you and your cousin or your grandma or whatever, and you're kind of getting sucked down that rabbit hole, hopefully your wife uh, has the presence of mind and you guys have worked it out. She comes up, tugs on your sleeve to create that distraction. And you need to have the discipline and awareness to recognize my wife is trying to save my my butt right now. You need to, okay, and not be kind of looking at her going, you know what, honey, I got this. No, you don't. That's why she's there trying to save your bacon. It, it, there's so much. There's no easy answer. There's no one answer Ooh. to that question because again, it depends on where you are in that situation, who you are, your role in that situation, uh, sure. and and who the players are that's actually having that confrontation. I get it. We 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 would like to try to avoid calling nine one one. I mean, if it gets there, it gets there. But but believe me, as police officers, I, I hated going to those calls. I hated yeah. them, but I, I knew it was necessary sometimes. It's
2: a it's a he said she said and it's. Right. You're just trying to sort that out and then it becomes this dynamic where you, you you brought a you brought a hammer to somewhere that didn't have a nail. Right. And that's they're not there to break out those situations. And I think that's that's no. the challenge is and, it just escalates.
3: And a lot of these family situations have it took years and generations to go yeah. sideways, you know, to, to become dysfunctional. Sure. We're, and unfortunately we get called there when it's at pe- people are at their worst and it's really become you know going bad. We're not going to solve everyone's problem and even when we do arrive we're hoping to just get get separated. We're trying to avoid an arrest if necessary and, and invariably uh, I'm asking someone, look for the sake of keeping the peace, will you just leave right, just yeah. leave. So I sure. wish there was an easier answer to a uh, mic for, for your question, but there, there really isn't. Um, just, just take a deep breath, try to avoid saying or doing something that could escalate it. You know.
1: And that's, I mean, that's a good point too, to, to remind people, John, that you just brought up that um, the real, the reality is you're not going to solve this in one night. And you're certainly not going to solve it with, with the, the stress, the added stress of, Dinner and holidays mm-hmm. and all of this this type of stuff that we bring on our on our ourselves because it's that time of the it's the most wonderful mm-hmm. time of the year, right? Right. Um, but remembering and keeping in mind, look, the, this if you want to have the conversation it can be a great catalyst to say, you know what? After everything calms down, January first, let's 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 go mm-hmm. out for coffee. You know, mm-hmm. let's try and, and build bridges. Let's try and, and t- have a, a quiet conversation about this, realizing that, you know, in a lot of cases, it's our family. You know, there's there's situations that have been boiling over for years. You're not going to, the you know, it'd be awesome if you could solve it, but you're probably not going to solve it in, in nope. you know, dinner time at nope. over Thanksgiving in one session.
3: No, <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. So a- another Someone had another comment about the parking spot at the store and road raging uh, Just real quick, um, expect the other person to be a jerk. If you can allow yourself to already be expecting the other person to be a jerk, it won't be that much of a shock to your system. When they do do something stupid, you can just ignore it and drive away. Sure. I've seen it happen. This is actually a good point. Uh, all You're pulling into a parking lot and never realizing someone else had their eye on it. And, and then, you know, you can get into a road raid incident. Um, assuming you legitimately did not see that person over there trying to pull into it. Um, that's, oh, uh, Lord. Um, yeah, again, don't take things so personally. We're all in this together. It's a stressful year, and it's a stressful time of year now. Um, the Detroit Lions are still losing for the- <laughs> <laughs> uh you know it's it's no just it's just a tough time right and setting those boundaries before you go um you know i don't want to talk about this as a matter of fact my neighbor was just telling me uh that at a recent family gathering someone wanted to talk politics and she says i don't want to talk about this i don't want to talk about this and she ended up having to excuse herself and and walk away you may have mm-hmm. to do that take a deep breath and 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 walk away to avoid uh, uh you know the situation going sideways because you know you're bound to go that way," she said. Her heart was racing, and she was trembling. She had to get up and walk away. Don't take things personally, folks. Everyone's having a hard time. Uh, as long as you don't let that offense take root in your heart and your mind, uh, it's it's bound to um, you're bound to stay in control of yourself if you don't take offense and and you keep you from saying or doing something that could escalate the situation or make things that much more uncomfortable at a family gathering. Absolutely.
1: Well, and again, that's about as much time as we have for, uh, this week. So as, as always, thanks for, for coming on John and, and joining yep. us. And, uh, if you, uh, have in, any interest in, in escalation training for your team, which is always a great mm-hmm. thing. Um, we did post the John's website, so definitely check that out and, mm-hmm. um, reach out to him. Uh, and he, Actually, if you if you have the opportunity to you can go on, go on and check out his Facebook page and Twitter as well, because a lot of times through the week, what what I find helpful is he'll do like a two or three minute video on, mm-hmm. you know, on a news clip that just happened. And it's like, hey, this stuff is happening all the time. So I love the the fact that you you do that and you always have kind of a narrative of, OK, how can we how can we feel this apart and maybe do it better or not make the same.
3: <laughs> right, right, exactly right, exactly so right.
1: Definitely check um, check that out. And uh, like I said, we always appreciate you you coming on. So, um, other than that, uh, it's been a, a, a pretty quiet evening. Uh, yes. We did not <clears throat> we did not actually have Paul on tonight. Paul got tied up in in a church ministry, and so uh, he couldn't make it at the last minute. He was out of town. And so next week, uh, we're actually going to be talking about uh, handling civil unrest, mm-hmm. and that's actually going to be uh, with Simon uh, from Worship Security Association. He's going to come on, and uh, that will actually be Mike and Paul. I will actually be out of town. So, um but I'm looking forward to, to that conversation as well. So uh, as always, please feel free to reach out to either of our ministries. Uh, you can always visit us at churchsafetyguys.com and uh, you guys have a very blessed week and we'll we'll see you next time. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Good night. Thank
3: you for
0: joining the Church Safety Guys broadcast. We hope that you found it informative and we appreciate your feedback. Looking for ways you can help us reach more churches? Share our broadcast with your teams. Consider becoming a monthly ministry partner. Like and share our page and join the discussion in our Facebook groups. Visit our website at churchsafetyguys.com for other great resources. Remember to keep a servant's heart a mindset of ministry, and Semper Disciplina. Always be training. Have a blessed week.